Hello, you're listening to Retro Bliss on the BICBP network, and this is James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd. Trevor Belmont, uh, I mean Simon Belmont, have made it to Dracula's castle on this dark and stormy night. I will walk in this castle, I will pull out my whip, and I will smack him to death. Alright, how do I get in here? Uh, I'm just gonna try knocking on this giant wooden gate. Yes, hello, who is it? It's your doom come to meet you face to face. Ah, Simon Belmont. Did you bring the pizza? Uh, will that get me in? Yes! I have five pizzas. Oh, you're off coming. Give me a second. It's a huge castle. I don't know what a pizza is. Go. I'm opening the door. Hey, where's the pizza? Die, Dracula! Oh, no, wait, 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 My name's not the Dracula! You got me wrong with... That's my brother! I'm Phil. Phil? Phil! Dracula is my brother. I'm the black sheep of the family. He just left you here to take care of the castle? Well, yes, he's on vacation. Well, Phil, I don't know how to break this to you, but I'm afraid I mortally wounded you. You have? Should yeah. I know that? Well, you're bleeding profusely. Have you not noticed? I don't know what profusely means. It means <laughs> you're bleeding a lot. Oh, well, that's a terror. As a vampire, you're going to have an all-you-can-eat buffet on your own blood, is what I'm saying. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I don't feel so well. I don't feel so well. I don't myself. I get so, it. Uh, I get okay, it. just wanted to make it. Oh, no, no. oh, oh that's, that's kind of a. It's a, it's a burning feeling. Why did you do this to me? Because I, Simon Belmont, like all of my fathers in every generation, has sworn to kill Dracula. But I'm not a Dracula! It was an easy mistake. Oh, don't feel so well. Oh. I'm sorry, Phil. If their pizzas come after I die, don't eat them. My ghost will. Oh, oh, can I have one last request? Just get it over with. I gotta find Dracula still. But can you play some beautiful music for me as I die? Absolutely not, but I'm gonna play this podcast for you. It'll finish you off quicker. Well, well what's this podcast called? Retro Blizzed!
Hello everyone and welcome to Retroblist. Thanks for joining us. We very much appreciate it. I can't stop singing Trevor. Please stop. All right. Uh, he's Trevor. He's Johnny. Uh, don't you love it when I do it that way? Yeah. It thanks, takes me a second. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Retro... Bliss Podcast. Bliss Podcast. I'm about to say podcast because podcast. I'm good at this. We plot along. We do. We cover a new retro game every single week. Join us on Tuesdays <laughs> and uh, have fun with us. <laughs> Today, we played a very special game. How terrible does that Before sound? that, I know you want to do the shout out, so go ahead and do it. What shout Oh, yeah. Patreon. Go to Patreon. Uh, look up uh, <laughs> Retro Blessed. That's this show. And for whatever reason, if you think that we deserve your support, uh, you can hop on there and do that, and you get some cool perks, I believe. You always say the same thing, and I can never correct you. It makes me sad. Like, if you think we deserve it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a rebuttal. Yeah. Well, yeah. there is audio, bonus audio content. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit of it. In fact, by the time you hear this, there definitely should be the Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze Switch review. Oh, and we got more ideas for this yep. audio coming up. We're going to try all kinds of stupid, dumb things. <laughs> Things we wouldn't normally do on the show, yeah. as stupid and dumb as it is on its own. That's right, yeah. yeah. Things that are even more stupider and more dumber. You Those know what's not more stupid or dumber? What's that? The game this month, or sorry, this day, uh-huh. was voted on by our patrons. That's right. Trevor, what game did they vote on? Well, they voted on several games, but the one that we picked randomly from your die roll was Super Castlevania Four. For the Super Yes, Nintendo. it was. Dracula? Yes. You interrupted me. I'm sorry. Whip, 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 whip. I probably should have just not said anything so our producer, the lovely Chris, could go back and add whip sound effects. I'm kind of torn if I want him to add that or just let you say whip. I guess we'll see what he decided. <laughs> so, I kind of love that you just say whip as your sound It's going to be a lot of editing work for him to cut all those whips out. Yeah. Whip, whip. Whip um, good. Yeah, so our patrons voted Super Castlevania 4-1, which is a game we wanted to cover eventually anyways. Yep. They just made it happen quicker. That's right. Much quicker. And speaking Way of quicker. Quicker. Where was I going with this? Uh, I don't know. I gotta think of something. Do it. You can do it. I believe in you. Um, memories. <laughs> Johnny, do you have any memories of Super Castlevania 4? No, I really don't. I honestly don't. Of course, I knew of it. You're letting me down, man. Never played it, though. All right, this so, is like when I ask you if you've seen this movie. Let me sum up Retro Bliss <laughs> Podcast for you. Uh, this is Johnny speaking. Hey, Trevor, have you seen... Uh, Star Wars and X-Men and Jurassic Park and name every other big movie ever? Nah. And then here's me speaking. Hey, Johnny, have you played Zelda and Metroid and Castlevania? Nah. <laughs> we are like the anti-cool but, geeks. And to be fair to you, though, this is a video game podcast, so the fact that I haven't played those big ones is way more of an insult. <laughs> That's true. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't have the most... I played them now, though. I don't have the most prestigious memories either because... I've stated before on the show that I think Super Castlevania 4 is great. Can members be uh, prestigious? Well, the thing is, I, I had this, I've had this game for many years, and I realized when we were playing it for the show, now I've not played it since I was a teenager, probably, but when we were playing it for the show, I realized, gum, I never beat the third level. <laughs> <laughs> That's really sad. I mean, I've had this game most of my life, never made it past the end of the third level, and I know this because I would remember the fourth level if I made it to it. Yeah. So yeah, the fourth level is definitely one you would not. It's a member that would be prestigious. But despite the fact that I was apparently terrible at everything, um, I do still have good memories of this game. I remember we got it um, 
I think it was one that my uncle had and beat it and finished it. So <laughs> this was probably like the mid nineties before we got it. The game came out in 91. Um, but I just remember just thinking it was so atmospheric and, and almost creepy, which to be honest, I'm not ashamed to, uh, to expose my manhood. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> I was saying it and I could stop myself. <laughs> what I mean is I'm not ashamed to say that at 13 or 14, when I had this game, I preferred your happier games, and this one's a little creepy. So that's probably why I didn't play it as much as I thought that's I had. That's right. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. So speaking of manhood, Johnny. Yeah. Um, and exposing it. <laughs> I don't know what to say. This game. This game. Was a launch window game for the Super Nintendo. That's which impressive. Is, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So you got your Super Nintendo. You had your Super, Super Mario World. <laughs> Super Mario World. Super. Super Mario You had your Super Mer and your Super Burr and uh, your Pilot Wings and all that. Yeah. And then you wait till Christmas and you I like get... out of all those pilot wings was the one that you got right. Yeah. <laughs> wait till Christmas and you get Super Castlevania 4. Yeah, Super Castlevania 4. It's a pretty 4. cool launch window for the SNES. It's impressive, honestly. It really yeah. is. So, um, Johnny. Trevor? This game. This game, indeed. For those of you living under a rock. Oh, like me. It's an action platformer in every sense of the word. Sorry. Uh, things are coming up. <laughs> Not like emotional things or things from my past, but bodily functions. You shouldn't be saying that after talking about exposing your manhood. That's true. Um, <laughs> so, Johnny, speaking of scarring situations. Yeah. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> the flow of this is all yes. your fault for once. Yes. I'm on board. This game's an action platformer. Yep. Of course, it's the fourth game in the Castlevania series. Makes sense. Um, we previously, previously, I can't speak. 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 You put in, sh- in a lot of words. We previously reviewed the first Castlevania on this very podcast. That's right. This one indeed. Um, and then we skipped to this one because of our patrons. Yeah. And uh, and let's do it. This is falling apart. Castlevania 4. You take it over. I'm just going to go play the game. Now, Castlevania 4, let's get into it. Or just me because Trevor's left me now. Uh, graphically, let's hop there first. Uh, this game is impressive. It's exactly like you said. It sets a mood very well. Uh the the graphics are, I don't want to say they're all dark and dim, but they kind of are, yet they have flashes of color to them. They're moody in a good way. Yeah. Because I know what you mean. There's plenty of games that are, ugh, when they're just too dark and grim and you can't really make right. out the detail. But this game, yeah. they knew what they were doing because it's got the color and you can tell what everything is, yet it still has this moodiness to it. Right. It reminds me of Super Metroid in that aspect. Um that game was never like dark and grim to a fault, but it was super moody. And that's how I would describe this game. Considering it's a launch window game for the SNES, that makes yeah. it even more impressive to me. It really does. I mean, especially... <laughs> so so the game itself looks like the original Castlevania in 16-bit. Yeah, they really, really beefed it up. It really does. But it goes a step beyond that, really starting with uh, level 4. <laughs> Spoiler well, they they kind of do it on the first level a little bit, where they have you switching back and forth. Between the fence type of thing. That's true. They tried Super to... Super Mario World did stuff uh, like that. Super Mario Super World. Super Mario World. Sure did. Yeah. Uh, where, but you can tell they're definitely trying to push yeah. the Mode 7 and all the different things the, the just to show how much more powerful yeah. the new system is. Which I'll go... Th- I pulled up the levels. We'll go through those in gameplay. But just suffice to say... Suffice. Suffice to say. <laughs> it's like a beefed up Castlevania plus some crazy Mode 7 effects thrown in for good yeah. measure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you get to level four, it's very impressive. There's one level in which uh, the whole 
levels like rotating around you as you're walking through it. Yeah. And that's, that's just amazing. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Trevor, music and sound. So I said in our Castlevania episode that I thought this one had the best music. Um, I don't know if I stand by that completely, but the reason I thought that stands, and that is the very first level, the opening level, when that music kicks in, oh my goodness. I need to need to have our prestigious producer put that in here. It's just so good that you know what I'm talking about the opening level music. Yeah. I yes. give you some better feedback from you. Sorry, I'm trying to also this. I'm gonna let people in behind the scenes because they deserve it. A mother no, show, fine, mother show is history creeps, and Trevor's gonna be a guest on it for there's a reason. Uh, so we're trying to hurry up and schedule that in and get it done right after this one. So uh, we got a late start on this because of Trevor's job. He couldn't help it. But we're trying, we're trying. So musically, I'm gonna say this musically. I love the music in this. I thought the music in the first Castlevania game. I understood why it was iconic, and I did like it. But I thought this music was a lot better. Yeah. That opening track is just so amazing. It's got to be one of the top five game tracks, in my opinion. It's just so good. But after that, for the next few levels, the music kind of goes moody. So it's like you almost miss that rollicking opening track. But it's still really awesome. It's just more subdued. But it's just... It su- really sets the mood for the game. It, the the pop organs, I guess they're supposed to be, um, just sound so good. It's... um. I really can't find any flaws with the music, except maybe just to say that opening track is so amazing that the next couple of mellow tunes, like I'm just waiting for it to kick it back in again. Yeah. But it does eventually. Yeah. Now, I will say it's it's not even close to being one of my favorite soundtracks. I wouldn't even put it in my top five, but it's still very, very good. Well, I was specifically talking about the opening song, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I think it might be in my top five iconic game songs. Not Not any of the other ones necessarily, just that, I don't know what it's called, stage one. Anyways. Stage one. Stage one. Gameplay, Trevor. We can talk about graphics. We're going to do gameplay next. We already did graphics. It's the first thing we did. Oh, I wrote it backwards, so I said it. <laughs> well, I'm an idiot. I don't know why I'm struggling as much. I just drove a really long way straight from I work, think and I think my is. brain hasn't stopped yeah, yet. I think it's what it is. I'm not tuned in, and this is a great game, so I apologize to Simon Belmont. You've also gotten used to, even though you haven't been in this job very long... Uh, usually you're done and here sooner if we're yeah, but due to unforeseen circumstances that couldn't happen today. Uh, gameplay, gameplay. Uh, you already said this is an action platformer. Uh, I there's a man. How to explain this? I think you need to talk about the controls because you actually played it with a you know with the actual SNES yeah. controller. So I still have the game cartridge. So I tried to play it as much as I could on my own. I didn't get to as much as I wanted to, um, but to me, this is exactly what this game is, and you know, I don't think I put this as a Blitzquiz question, so I'll go and say it. Yeah, okay, I didn't. The creator of this game intended for this to be not a remake, but a true like reimagining of the original Castlevania, so it very much feels like the very first one, but it's like everything is just made more friendly to the player. Yeah. The... The jump is still more stiff. It's way more stiff than like your Mario's and stuff. It's um, but it's intentionally stiff. Um, but the whip is probably the biggest change. 
In the first Castlevania, <laughs> your whip is very... There's no other way to say it. In the first Castlevania, your limp <laughs> whip was very stiff. Yeah. And this one is very limp. Yep. When you're exposing your manhood, these are all issues. Um, But you can... You can waggle the whip around in this thing like it's a wet noodle. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. There's so many jokes here. Just be the bigger man and 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 don't I'm, do it. I've never once been. Um, but yeah, the whip is just crazy in this game. I'll be the average man. You can waggle it around. It's it's almost goofy looking. Yeah, but it's also a lot more user friendly. It's almost like it looks like a pair of nunchucks, almost. Yeah, like you would a nunchuck. But the jumping or is also jungle. better, I think, than the original. Yeah, and the stairs are still a little frustrating, but they're nowhere near as frustrating I as the original. Hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. I mean, there were a few times where I, I died because of the stairs, but way less than on that first game. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not even close. And of course, like all your Castlevanias, you knock over the candlesticks to collect hearts, which is basically like bullets. Yeah, and then you find a weapon, dagger. Uh, the fire jar of fire, the cross that the you throw, cross, the, like a boomerang, yeah, that comes back to you, axe, um, and the hearts power up your weapon. That's right. I'm trying to pull the stages up here. Here we go. So this game is long for a platformer. Spoiler alert: We made it to four le- levels, which is not very impressive. But like Johnny said, we run out of time. But I'm not holding it against the game. No, this isn't the game's fault. This is. I love this. We just didn't have time. To I love fall. that you can't beat it. In time to review for a show. <laughs> like, I love there's that's, more to yeah, it. Yeah, that's actually... Yeah. That really adds to it, in my opinion. I mean, Karate Kid was, what, 15, 20 minutes long, it felt? <laughs> yeah. If it, if it were played right, it was only four levels, or three and a half, really. So there's 11 levels, or you could say nine, and then two extra areas, whatever you want to call it. But the thing is, each level is like four sections. I think including the final boss, I think it's four. It's like one section, sub-boss. Second section, main boss. Yeah. So each level feels like two levels, to be honest with you. Um, so it's a pretty big amount of content. But, of course, you start out in the outer walls, they call it. And this is where the music kicks in. You're walking behind this metal fence, and you just hear this awesome music, and you're just pumped up for an amazing time. Um, level two they call the grounds, which was probably my least favorite level because it was a little disappointing after the awesome rocking first level. But it's still pretty cool. Um, and you end up in the river in this level, and that's kind of neat, because you're, like, fighting against the current of the river, and then that level, uh, goes to the lake, which is sort of, like, underground rivers. It's kind of cool they tie the levels together. Yeah, and this whole time, after you beat a level, it'll actually cut out, the screen will zoom out and show you the whole map, and I'll show you where you're going Mm -hmm. to next. I like that, because it feels connected. Yeah. So, yeah, the lake is like (laughs) that. So, level three... Alright, I wrote down some of the things. Just in the third part of level three. In other words, after you beat the mini boss, you have spitting frogs. Yeah, those are those are my worst. I hated those the most. You have debris falling on your head. This yeah. is all in the same area with spitting frogs. You have eyeballs that knock you into the water. Yep. Um Yeah, well, we should say if you get hit, you're getting knocked backwards. Oh yeah. I'll uh I guess every Castlevania game. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of stuff is thrown at you in the third level, and it's a little frustrating. Yeah. But if you manage to beat that level, then you end up with the level that probably blew the most minds. The Spinning Tails, they call it. That's level four, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you remember about this level? Well, I already mentioned it, that thing that spun around. There's also another part where you got to grab on with your (laughs) wet noodle and hang on as the level spins around you. Yeah. 
or you'll fall into some spikes. So they they really did try some new stuff with this, which I very much appreciate. Some crazy Mode 7 effects. Yeah. Um, they took giant advantage of that. Yeah, they did. The uh, uh, courtyard is next. So we're just now getting to the courtyard of the castle, and we're already at level 5. So it kind of gives you this epic feel. Yeah. Um, level 6 is called the Haunted Hall. So finally in level 6, you're finally in the castle. I don't know. I, I think it's pretty awesome that they managed to go over half the game before they even show you the main castle. Yet it all feels connected. I like connected. it. I like it just from the standpoint of uh, one of my one of my critiques of the first Castlevania game was that it all, since it all took place in the castle, uh, even though the levels were different, they all kind of felt the sameish. Mm-hmm. And this, they kind of got away from that by the fact that you're actually traveling to the castle. It seems. Mm-hmm. Then you have the middle castle where you're really in the depths of the castle and there's haunted library. Um, there's a books. Uh, there's ceilings and paintings that grab you. And see, the thing is, I don't remember this at all. So I'm shamefully admitting, I really do believe that level three is as far as I made it when I had this game back in the day. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing the rest of it. That's just craziness. But you were a kid. I was a kid and I locked, I mean, the game, I hadn't played it in 10 years, so. I'm sure I I'm sure I'm better now, right? And yeah, I would have think so. I would have think so. I would have think so. But uh, also, also in fairness to you, it wasn't a two player game. If it was, yeah. I think you would have played it a That's lot. That's true. Unlike another Konami game, did we even mention this was Konami? I mean, I think people know that. Uh, I, I, well, I think it's fair to say it though. It's Konami. Unlike some of Konami's other games, like the Ninja Turtles, which we played all the time because they were multiplayer. Um, level eight is the dungeon, so obviously you're getting deep into the castle. Then level nine is the treasury. With heaps of fortune and gold. Um, then you go into the clock tower. And this is sort of like leading up to the final boss. In Dracula's chamber. And uh, we'll not spoil that. We'll let you experience that yourself. If you haven't already. But. I, th- I think what I can say about the gameplay in this game is. I think maybe better than the original Castlevania. They have a grasp on what the gameplay is capable of. It's like there's some really tricky jumps, but they feel very intentional. Yeah, yeah. I do feel, comparing it to the first one, because those, mm-hmm. those are the two ones that I've really played, uh, they really learned a lot from that first one. Yeah. And this one, the just control-wise, felt way more forgiving. Does yeah. that make a sense? Does that make, does that make a sense? I don't want to make a sense. <laughs> that make a sense. You're putting a sh- and I'm putting... Uh, A's in the words. I really feel bad about struggling so much. Yeah. Um, so I was just pulling up the box art. I know this is kind of off topic, but that box art is just amazing for this game. Oh, it's beautiful. The detail is insane. Castlevania seems to always have really great box art, though. It does. Didn't I vote for Castlevania for my favorite box art we've covered so. so far? Yeah. Um, well deserved because it's, yeah. it's beautiful. Check yeah. out our end of year special. But <laughs> this, this box art is amazing. We plug our old show on our show. That's we how do. great we are. <laughs> and what I found out is the guy that made this box art. Uh, I think his name was Joe something, but I might be wrong, so I shouldn't say. Joe something. Uh, apparently, he did a lot of Konami's North American box art. Um, the Turtles games. Um, uh, just all kinds of awesome. Uh, another one I'd mentioned specifically. Anyways. All kinds so, of so awesome. So this guy was just amazing. Anyway, the box art's great. Fine, you say something more interesting then. No, I, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> the box art's <laughs> awesome. But yeah. Uh, Trevor, I think we can... since. In all fairness, that's all we played. I think we've sung the praises of this game. Are there before we get into our final scores, what would be some negatives if you could think of any? 
Well, I, I got trying to play more for the show made it a little more frustrating. Yeah. Try to be quick, but I still get annoyed by the stinking stairs. I get annoyed that you fall through the stairs like they're invincible. Yeah. If you get knocked back by an enemy, I just disagree with that. I don't think it makes sense. No, I think the one thing that I really hated is let's say you finally get to a part because each level is kind of broken up into like four or five sub levels, sort of. Mm-hmm. So let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've worked really hard and you got to the boss of that level and that boss <clears throat> kills you and then you hit continue <clears throat> as Trevor tries not to cough. Then you hit continue and then when you do, you got to do all those all over again mm-hmm. to get back up there. Uh, that's very frustrating, especially since every level has at least, except for maybe the first level because it seemed fairly easy because it's kind of getting you into the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, every level after that seems to have at least one area that's going <clears> to <throat> be frustrating for you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but I kind of also think it was intentional. I do too. Like those little green jumping platforms on the fourth level. Yeah, I hated them at first, but then I figured out the trick, and it's like I kind of appreciated it. I think the only thing that frustrated me, and I have not changed my mind about it, is the stairs. The way you get knocked through them. Yeah, the fact that the enemies knock you back. Period is not my favorite thing. <laughs> but really, that's about it. I mean, the gameplay is super solid. Castlevania has just always had a different feel to it, though. Yeah. So you're either going to like it or not, but it's obviously extremely solid. I think even if, even if this game's not for you, you, you can still appreciate it for what oh, it yeah. is. Speaking of which, Trevor, what's your final opinion of this game? What's your score? Well, I've actually thought about it quite a bit, and I'm assuming that I'm going to enjoy the later levels just as much as I enjoyed the first four, and I'm really looking forward to playing more. I love the fact there's a password system so you can continue. Now, before you give the final score, just remember, you played the same amount of levels on this game as you did Karate Kid. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The difference is that was all of Karate Kid. (laughs) So I give the same score I gave Karate Kid. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've thought about it. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I've not played Castlevania 3 enough, which is another feather in my shame cap. Uh, I don't know if I like this one or that one more. That's a giant cap. Um, but I think this is pretty much the perfection of the original Castlevania formula. Because after this point, they started going like in the Metroidvania style, like with Symphony of the Night. So I, I don't know. I love this game. I think it's great. Um, I think 8.5 out of 10 is what I kept coming back to. Because the, the style, sort of the rigid style of it, is not my cup of tea necessarily, but it's okay because the game is so great that I get over it. So I think it's eight and a half out of ten. I think it really holds up well. Um, it's worth the frustration of the hard parts. I'm going to have to agree with you on pretty much everything you just said, including your score. Well, I had eight and a half as well. Uh, I really, really like this. Now, in all fairness, I've only really played two Castlevania games, but this one to me was way more fun. This one's one I would. I can see myself going back to and trying to beat it. Like, I really like yeah. this. I like the boss fights too. They're all different and, and, and fun and challenging. Uh, so the, the negatives we already kind of said, and I agree with all those a hundred percent. This is an eight and a half game easily for me. 8.5. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. Uh, our issue with this game though, is this is not a cheap game to get anymore. I knew that was going to be your next question. So, I will say, I remember having the box and manual and everything. I remember having a KB toy sticker on it. I think it was like an $80 game when it came out. So, if you go by that, I guess it's not that overpriced now. <laughs> but sadly, at some point, we got rid of it. 
Uh, so I had to rebuy it back a few years ago. Well, I didn't have to, but I did. And even then, it wasn't cheap, to be honest with you. I just knew it was worth it. But now, I'm looking up what it costs, because I bet you now it's kind of out of hand. Let's see. So we're looking at... Well, let's go to, well okay. Looks like 40 bucks will get you a decent-looking copy. That's I mean, just that's just cart cart only. There's a yeah. lot. There's a lot more expensive ones. <laughs> a complete in box one like we don't have anymore because I got rid of it is 125 bucks. Uh, it looks like 40 to 50 dollars for a cart. So yeah, it's about the price of a modern game. That's where it gets tough for me. I th- anytime a game gets past 30 bucks when it's an old game like that, it, it's tough for me to recommend. Yeah. This one's a very good game though. So if you're going to spend 40 bucks. It would. It should be on a game that we would give at least eight and a half to. I would think. Yeah. So it's tough for me. Like, if you're somebody like me who's on a very strict budget and you can't just plop down forty bucks, I, I don't know if I could tell you to do it. But if you have forty bucks and you don't have this game and you're you're like you know what, there's there's way worse ways to blow forty dollars. I think as long as you know this is not Symphony of the Night. This yeah. is very much old school platforming game. That just happens to look a lot better and be a lot flashier and honestly have better gameplay than the original. Yeah. But it's still very old school. And as long as you're okay with that, I think you're absolutely going to get your money's worth. But obviously, I can't tell you to go out and spend $50. <laughs> but what we are saying is this game is Retro Bliss approved. Absolutely. Trevor, I think it's time for a little segment we like to call Fan, Fan Feedback. feedback. I want to go to Facebook. I think you should. And the reason I want to go there is there's a group on there called the Retro Bliss Facebook. And if you go in there, you can join that growing community of uh, people on, have I said Facebook enough? Facebook. Facebook, Facebook Retro Bliss. Yeah. You can go there, find it, and we'll have some fun. Uh, Trevor posted about this. Let me get to the post. Here we go. Andrew Coed said, although it was not my choice, it is a great choice. This is my second favorite Castlevania game behind the original. My first memories of it are watching my brother play, but I still go back and play it routinely. The whip control is both hilarious and awesome. That's the one thing I was going to say. I had a love-hate relationship with how the whip worked. Yes. Uh, Sometimes I loved it, and sometimes I was like, this thing is useless. The atmosphere and level design stand out, but the music and gameplay are top-notch as always with this series. One of my favorite games on the SNES. Curious to hear from the definitive voices in all of retro gaming. Love the life you live. Live the life you love. You said that much better than we did. Gail Wilson. Oh, thank you. Oh, you mean he. He did. Oh, I thought you meant yeah. me reading it. Gail Wilson said, never played it growing up, but bought it uh, two to three years ago on the Wii U and thought it was great. Hoping that Johnny brings back his spooky voice for this podcast. I don't need excuses. I love to bring it back. (laughs) Bradley Boson said, I have no memories of this game. May need to visit my emulator. I want to tell you, it's kind of worth it. Uh, Timmy Mac goes, recently played through Super Castlevania 4. I love this game. The fact you can hold the whip out and flail it like a limp noodle is hilarious. 
Mode 7 Pseudo 3D with gates and rotating levels. Difficulty is perfect and game plays very well. Daniel Chavez. I'm doing that one last. That's why. Okay. I thought you were intentionally skipping it. No. no we're at war with him, so they go okay. last. Daniel Chavez said, excellent choice. Easily my top pick between the Castlevania games. I remember it being the perfect blend of difficulty and gameplay. Music is superb, and let's not forget that whip. But what will the official voices of all of virtual gaming have to say about it? And then Aaron Hickman. That's right. The Aaron Hickman from another podcast that we are at odds with. You heard it here right, folks. Uh, we're at Total Podcast War mm-hmm. with Genesis Gems. Uh, so uh, go listen to them. They're actually great guys. <laughs> well, we're terrible I mean, at war. Yeah, we are. We're not good at it. Uh, Aaron Hickman goes, one of, the f- one of the first games I played on a friend's SNES before we bought one. One of my favorite Castlevania games. The music was a nice change-up from 1 through 3, focusing more on mood than melody, except theme of Simon, which just plain rocks. I wonder if that's the first one. Yeah, that is. One of the best pure action titles on SNES. Also, falls into the Konami category of, hey, we need to use this mode 7. Let's do a crazy rotating stage. That's true. Winky face. Trevor, (coughs) I'm tired of Facebook. Johnny Mm -hmm. said the word Facebook way too much for me. If I went to Instagram, could I join RetroBliss there, do you think? You could. But also, you could go to Twitter. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were going to first. I'm going to read first because actually we had two comments. Oh, sorry. I don't have much of a Twitter community. We don't for the show. But we got two comments, so I'm going to read them. Do it. Aaron Hickman. Uh, that's the critic, right? The show? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the cartoon, the critic. He showed the guy dancing. And uh, shaking his booty. So, thank you, sir. I think that's an approval for the game. I think it is. And then HK99 said this was a beast when it came out. Well. I I would say it's still a beast now. I agree. And then on Instagram, MJ's Game Room said he loves this game. Go to RetroBlist on Instagram. Yes, Instagram. (laughs) RetroBlist. We got a great community there. Do it. So, MJ's Game Room (laughs) loves it. so pushy. Do it! If you know what's good for you. Jerry Terrifying. (laughs) Said pretty spooky game. Huh? Scalter, Christopher M. Skulls, said one of my favorite Super Nintendo games. It's one of the first ones I got, and it was awesome seeing Castlevania in glorious 16 bits. Drew Baca, that guy we don't know at all, said Super Castlevania 4 is a great game, but not as great as these shirts I've seen recently. Oh, Maybe oh, we do know this guy. Good plug. We'll, we'll plug that for real here in a second. Yeah. Have you seen them? If so, you probably already bought your RetroBliss t-shirt. If not, do yourself a favor and check them out. They are hot. I'm glad that you... That's H-A-W-T. I don't know if he actually spelled it that way. But no, but he In should've. my mind, he did. That's right. If you go to B-I-C-B-P-Radio.com, go to the shop there, and you can scroll down. All the shows have a shirt now, including this show. RetroBliss has two different shirts. One of them... Yes. One of them, you can be a Bliss Quiz champion, Trevor. Yep. And another one uh, just looks awesome. It has like a retro style controller and our name on it. So one is, I think the blue shirt and says Bliss Quiz Champion 1986. Correct. And it says uh, Retro Bliss on the back. That's right. And the other one? The other one's green and it uh, has just awesome NES controller logo. Yep. Uh, has our name and then says, let's get into it on the back. That's right. That's right. So go there. Yep. It's a great way to support the show and we very much appreciate it. And I think soon, I don't know when, but soon there'll be other color choices as well. And I know Gil Wilson asked, 
and I know we have other people in Australia. I really wish that they would ship to Australia, but as of right now, it looks like the United States is the only option because it's actually done through uh, through a company, and apparently, as of right now, apparently it's U.S. only. Yeah. But hopefully that'll be changed. We may be able to work something out, though. We'll see what we can do. If there's more people from Australia that want one, reach out to us. Yeah, reach out to us. Reach out to us. That's right. So, Trevor. I think or other places. I always single out Australia. <laughs> well, it's because they're the ones who communicate with yes. us the most. But yeah, anyway, uh, yeah. we appreciate all our fans. It means a lot to us, no yeah. matter where you are. Uh, Trevor, do you think it's time for, uh, I don't know, a commercial? Please. All right, let's roll it right about Konami's Castlevania 4 for the Super NES finds the evil Count Dracula back to terrorize the Belmont family yet again. Armed with a whip, a quick mind, and even quicker reflexes, you must battle boss characters and evil enemies through a myriad of the most complex stages ever created. Select your stage and let the adventure begin. Enter stage one and battle across a bridge, through a room and a stable, Beware of the Medusa heads, skeletons, and skeleton horses that are enough to rattle more than just your nerves. Proceed to Devil Forest and watch out for the wicked water reptiles, snakes, spiders, and man-eating plants that seem to be very hungry. In the underground cave, you'll do well to keep your eye on the rocks. And remember, things are slippery when they're wet. As if there isn't enough to look for, you need to grab as much money food, magic potions, and power-ups as humanly possible. After you complete 10 of the toughest levels created for the Super NES, you'll find yourself in Dracula's Tower. And if you can get past his gang, you will defeat the evil one himself. The intense action makes other adventures look like kid stuff. With Konami's Castlevania 4, you can count on spellbinding sales. Wow, that was amazing. Was it? Yeah. I didn't hear it, so I don't know. That's put in post-production. So, Johnny. Speaking of post-production. Uh, can we erase this episode and start over? Nah. We've we already... have to record the other show, don't we? Yeah, we've, and we've already gone uh, way too okay. far. Let's let's do that stupid thing we do. Oh, you mean the British quiz? I made you go first on the last one. You better do it. <laughs> I already volunteered. All Why right. are you so aggressive today? God. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Trevor. Uh-huh. Mine has a recurring theme, and I'll let you figure it out. Okay. Trevor, in the movie Twilight. <laughs> My favorite movie ever. I'm assuming, Not really. you, I'm assuming you've never seen them, because I've never seen them. But I know what they are. Do you want an honest answer? You've seen them. No, not them. <laughs> I probably should talk about this. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I'm very honest. <laughs> I have an ex-girlfriend who loved the Twilight books. I was disappointed to find out that she loved them. Uh-huh. Um, you know this particular person. We played tennis. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another <laughs> um, story. <laughs> And I think maybe it's the second one. I've never even seen the first one, but I think we watched the second one. It kind of makes sense that she loves those. Well, <laughs> not making fun of her, but it's just not my thing. I'll make fun of her. She thought it was amazing I could even hit a tennis ball. 
Here we go. Which to be fair. Anyways, to all I remember is the one dude rips his shirt off a lot and is stupidly hilarious. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Speaking of Twilight, in Twilight, Bella, I believe that's the main girl on there. I think it's Kirsten or Kristen Bell, something like that. Yeah. The main the main person. I think she's the main character. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh she moved from Arizona to what state, Trevor? Arizona to what state? Yeah, in the United States. You know what? Was it North Carolina? No. Oh. Sorry, sorry. I it was, it was Washington like State. Could literally couldn't have been any farther off. <laughs> on the other end of the country. <laughs> okay, well. So, now that we've established that I've seen one of the Twilight movies, but yep. not Karate Kid, let's continue. <laughs> That's true. What a weird life you live. Yes. Johnny. <laughs> yes, Trevor. Which of these is not a game on the SNES Classic? Okay. So, the SNES Classic, you know, you, preloaded with Super Nintendo games. It's got like 20 games on it. Yep. Was, which of these is not on it? Super Castlevania Four, Chrono Trigger, or Earthbound? I know for a fact Earthbound's on there. Is it? I do know that. I want to say it's Castlevania Four. I think you're th- trying to throw me off. No, it's actually Chrono Trigger. Ah, so I was half right. So, I didn't want to say anything earlier in case Johnny didn't know. But yes... Honestly, the best way to play this game now is probably to get a SNES Classic if you can find one at retail price. Because you can get one for like 30 bucks more than what just this cartridge is going to cost you. <laughs> yeah. 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 <clears throat> Trevor, if I went to IMDb and I looked up the rating for a movie called Twilight, the very first one. Are you serious? <laughs> okay. What would the rating be? 375,000 oh, people goodness. have rated this film. Out of 10... What did this score? Wow. The crazy thing is... If you get is, within 0. .5, I'll give it to you. Even within the realm of Twilight, I remember the first one being by far the best. Yeah. Like, according to critics. They really got panned after that. But there's still got to be a lot of haters. <laughs> 5.9. The IMDb score of Twilight is 5.2. Oh. oh, so close. Yeah. Wow, there's more haters than I thought because this was, I think, the most loved one. Well, Johnny. Trevor? Your next question. All right, we're both O for O's so far. We're doing great. Which of these was the name of a vampire hunter in one of the Castlevania games? Okay. So, you know, of course, uh, Simon Belmont in this one. I think Simon, well, anyways, not going to give you any more information. (laughs) Which of these is a real one? Frederick B. Alucard. Trevor C. Belmont or Rob D. Graves? No idea why you're laughing. That is not a pun. So, uh, Frederick B. Alucard, Trevor C. Belmont or Rob D. Graves? Trevor. That's a real one. I feel like Trevor. I feel like your name was in there. It was. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Whoa, I got one. How did you like my Rob D. Graves? I love that. That was <laughs> by far my favorite one. All uh, right. Trevor, I went to eBay. Uh huh. And I found uh, this item. This is the buy it now price. Gotta get, within, gotta get within 10%. Okay. <laughs> Let me guess. A Twilight bobblehead. No. Okay. I have more integrity than that. Okay, good. It's a Taylor Lautner, the guy who played the, the wolf. The one I was making fun of that takes his shirt off all the time. <laughs> it's an authentic signed 8x10 photo of his. Oh, man. Actually signed by the man himself. I want it. I will tell you this, it's going to cost you five bucks to ship it. Trevor, if you get within 10%, 
of the buy now price. You get this. Wow. How could something have any less value? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cruel. I mean, he did more than I'll ever do. Made more money, <laughs> more money than I'll ever make in my lifetime, probably. Doesn't mean I have to think he was good at it. <laughs> but man, he had some, he had some six packs. Uh, we'll give him this. He looks better than us with his shirt off. 10%, huh? Yep. $410. Trevor, the actual price for this is $64.99. Oh! Wow. Which, now I feel kind of bad because that's really not much. <laughs> but it still feels a little overpriced, don't it? I got my wife. My wife. My wife. Well, I'm not going to say the amount because she does actually listen to our show. But got her a signed picture of Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. I think we would agree he's a slight step above. I would say a bunch of steps above. And it wasn't that much more than that, is all I'm saying. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, but he's been going for a while. Yeah, which should make it more valuable. All right, this is the only chance I have to win, right? Did I no, get one? No, I've already won. You've already won? But I'm going to try anyway. stabbing a wooden yeah. knife in my back. <laughs> That's what kills Dracula, right? A wooden yep, knife. right in the back. back. So, Johnny, which of these is an actual censorship... <laughs> Which of these is an actual censorship that Konami had to do for the North American release? So, of course... Of this game? Of this game. Okay. Uh, so, they had to censor some things. Right. Which of these is a real censorship? Okay. Did they change the colors in Stage 8 to remove some of the blood? Did they give a gargoyle in Stage 6 a gray-colored undergarment? <laughs> Did they change Dracula's last line... Which originally said, you suck, to the player. So, undergarments for the gargoyle, you suck, Dracula, or change the colors uh, to get rid of some blood in stage 8. Here's where I'm confused. Mm -hmm. I want it to be the garment one, because that's the Mm -hmm. funniest. But that's also something that you would think of. (laughs) You don't know me. I do know you very well. But, I've already won, so I'm going to pick my favorite one, and I'm going to pick that one. Sadly, it was the color swap. Uh, <laughs> That's what I kind of seen. It was the more yeah. boring one. But yeah. I thought, you know, gargoyles have yeah. Yeah. things that need to be covered sometimes. Yeah. So why not? <laughs> They're always stoned. Well, you beat me fair and square. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that was Super Castlevania 4 for the SNES. Uh, Trevor, before we sign off, I think it's time that we do a little shout out. Mm-hmm. A little uh, thank you to those who have chosen to as you would say, support us. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you pull up iTunes while I'm doing this. Oh yeah, I'm glad you're thinking. So, these fine folks went to Patreon.com and supported Retro Bliss, and we are forever, eternally, you might say, grateful. And I clicked the wrong button, so I'm going to keep talking (laughs) in this voice until I can get back to the right button. So, if you click on this button, it says Patrons, and then you click on the button that says Patron Manager, and you can actually see who's a patron. And I'm doing that right now as I talk. Assistant to the manager. So, we have Keith Jones. Keith Jones. Bradley Boson. Boson. Daniel Chavez. Chavez. Michael Thompson Man. Thompson Man. Timothy McGowan. McGowan Timothy. Andrew Coed. Andrew Coed. Caleb Dixon. Caleb Dickerson. Peter Panda. Peter Panda. Anthony Mullen. Anthony Mullen. Jason Bennett. Jason Bennett. Christopher M. Scholes. Christopher M. Scholes. Jason Wilson. Jason Wilson. Keith Farnham. Keith 
Sean. And Sean Fritz. Sean Fritz. You're all the bomb. Thank you, all of you. We very much appreciate it. And Trevor, you need to bring up the iTunes because mine's still not showing it. Oh, I'll do everything. It's okay. My phone's doing it, not me. Oh, it's always the technology. I'm, look. I'm just trying to stall you so I can <laughs> look at this. In. I'm scrolling up and nothing else is happening. It's never showed up on yours? No. It says we have that many, but it's well, not telling me what it is. So... This one, this review is amazing. I'm just going to say that. It's by far incredible. We have the best reviews ever. So, my theory is this review is from Keith Jones. We don't know this for a fact. But I don't know that. Uh, I love how we just throw people's names into so theories. contact us somewhere through the interwebs. Because you get a bliss quiz point. Because we need to give you a bliss quiz point. Yeah. Bliss quiz point. Bliss a bliss point. <laughs> a bliss quiz. Oh, I said bliss quiz yeah. point. Sorry. Our random... You could argue pointless achievement system. It's going to be pointless because A, we haven't set when we're going to quit doing it, and B, we don't even know what we're going to do. I like to think them. of it as the Xbox gamer score. You don't really get anything for it. Yeah. Except we told people they would. <laughs> but it's just like an honor, you know? Yeah. But we're still going to give something away. Yeah, we'll think of something. Anyways, Trevorism28. That's the name. That's which is amazing. Yes. It's like a combination of my name and your name. Said, excellent podcast where two childhood mates play and review an old game and have a laugh every week. One of the hosts looks like Shrek. That's me. <laughs> and the other looks like Greg Berger. Greg Berger! They also have a Patreon page where you can pay money to have your name butchered. <laughs> I would have only given it four stars, but they know where I live and threaten to send me a copy of Bubsy 3D. That's right. You hear us, anybody gives us less than five, we'll send you Bubsy 3D. Oh, yeah. We don't even think twice about it. We can, we have the best reviewers ever. I- I don't give us the credit for this at all because I'm just going to straight out say it. I feel like I fumbled through this episode and you this did. is an amazing game. But Johnny fumbled through it worse is all I'm trying to say. I have. Oh, no. Sorry. It's not what I was trying to say. What I was trying to say is we really do have the coolest fans. I fumble through life. I take no credit for it. On a They're just basis. like independent. It's like, let's say that you had some really terrible parents that like just were terrible to their kids, but the kids grew up to be amazing people. Yeah. That's how I feel about us. Oh, we're, we're not. We're the terrible parents. Yeah, but our kids are amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if, we don't. Know, we don't know how it happened, but it no. did. Thank you, kids. Thanks, kids. Don't know who your daddies are, but thanks, blisters. <laughs> but don't know who your daddies are. Should I not have said that? We <laughs> <laughs> better turn this off. Uh, what a great way to end it. Uh, sorry, sorry, patrons. Sorry, people out there. If you have daddy issues, we apologize. Sorry, blisters. <laughs>